Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Celtic Exchange, a fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. Matt O'Reilly and co break hearts at Tynecastle. Will Atletico Madrid be next on the hit list? And does Tomoki Iwata have something to bring to this Celtic side under Brendan Rodgers? We'll discuss it all and much more over the next hour or so. This is the Celtic Exchange Weekly. This is Tino. And this week I'm joined by Miff and James as we cover all things Celtic. Miff, only 576 Celtic fans at Tynecastle yesterday, but they made themselves heard and they were rewarded with a big performance on the day. They certainly were. Um, hello Tino, hello James, hello listeners and viewers. It was fantastic viewing and ought oh, to have been one of the lucky 576 because uh, the the early goal certainly meant that they were the loudest in the, in the stadium. Um, I did joke on the post-match about um, Hart's tactic of turning Tynecastle on the library just to put Celtic off uh, didn't really work and even though it was on the post-match bring it on to the weekly show get it right up you Stephen Naismith I think that's quite an important um, item to cover but it was absolutely fantastic and again as I said and we referenced last night you know a bit of swagger mm. Definitely and just on that James it just seems at the moment it's getting better and better with each passing game under Brendan Rodgers the squad's kind of settling down and we'll, we'll touch on that in a minute but performances certainly domestically but they've also been decent in Europe if not the results they're improving each and every time Yeah there's real you know, we, we talked about it under Ange there's real cohesion you know they're starting to click into place now and you know I suppose that fans always look for that you know a team starting to click under a new manager it's been happening for a few weeks but now it's just it's really slick um, the the passing and moving, you know, even relatively new to the, the first team, Palmer, being able to know exactly where O'Reilly's going to be for that goal. And what a goal it was, man. It's just, that's what we're getting. What are you laughing at? I was going to take my John Collins. The passing, the moving, the tempo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's a brilliant goal. It. it sets the tone. So for Matt O'Reilly, it's uh, six goals and three assists. He's September's Player of the Month and he's absolutely flying. He is. I play, player of the Month, second volley in space of three or four weeks or something. You know, important goals. The first goal at Tynecastle. The winner at Fir Park, he's he's on cloud nine. You know you're having the kind of debate with the um, Celtic fans on Twitter just now about who should take the penalties, and you know he's got the confidence that you know maybe should win that. But I think just leave him alone. He's doing well. Just let him keep doing what he's doing. You know, if they let him volley the penalties, we'll be good to go. <laughs> you just throw it in. Um, if you mentioned Stephen A. Smith and why not? Um, I, I thought it just listen. He's having his troubles at Hearts, and and that's fine. But I thought it was a bit crass of him just to say that it was four very poor goals and four very avoidable goals for their point of view. I don't think they were avoidable, particularly Matt O'Reilly's opening goal. It was just a great piece of play by Celtic and you've got to concede that. I don't think you should expect anything else from him. To, to be honest with you, he seems a classless kind of guy. Um, the way that he played against us under Levine and, and, and things like that, he, he was going all out to try and get Scott Brown sent off every single game. I, 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 there was a few 
absolute shockers where he should have been straight rated. If you had VAR, it would have been off the pitch yep. that he got away with in those games. Um, and you could see clearly his tactic was for Devlin to leave something in Hattati every time to get a reaction out of him. And it didn't work. It actually had quite the reverse effect because I think it kick-started Hattati into some sort of... Again, Rodgers wants him to play with intensity. I thought that actually brought intensity to Hattati's game. So, Did you see Devlin's tumble under oh, Hattati's... Nothing. That, that's like a Naismith kind of reaction to that, nothing that, do you know that's what I mean my, that's my point yeah. clearly absolutely orchestrated by the coach and I won't hear any of it well, I was just going to say I was going to say listen different. everybody's got their, their football persona and that's fine I do believe that Stephen A. Smith does good charity in and around Glasgow James I, with I the homeless and stuff it is you know Christmas day and, and whatever day I think it's the loaves and fishies charity so we'll give him his play Smith but as a football guy fair enough he's not everybody's favourite wait a minute here this isn't a nice and smashy, is yes. it? I'm, I'm, I'm delighted he does good charity work, right? But don't be bringing that on here. I want to be slating the guy. We want to keep that in the darkness. Jeez, oh. Um, You've just cut the legs for under me. There's more. I think I think with these, he apparently mentions it seven times that the goals were soft and poor and avoidable and all that stuff. It, I think he's shown his naivety as a coach that whatever way he set them up, he was asking guys to do two things at once and they can't do two things at once. He was saying... Press hard, but don't lose your shape and all this kind of stuff. It's like, well, pick one. It's like when I give you the, the clues for the 11th man, then I try and talk to you. You just, you cannot concentrate while don't, you're trying to work don't, that don't out. Don't have so the capacity that, for that. To yeah. be 11-0 down, I think that's right <laughs> out of order that yeah. you have a go at us. Uh, to bring it back to the on the park stuff, I just wanted to reference, and I nearly forgot to do so when me and Miff done the final whistle show last night, that flick from Hitati, which led to the, what oh, goal was it? Second? Third, third, third. third, third. It was just Yogo's class all over the back. And O'Reilly's the main man just now. He's getting all the plaudits and he's in the driving seat for you know, player of the year even at this early stage. But Hatati's just shown that he's got something to offer as well, Miff. Absolutely. And like I say, I think he was kind of spurred on by that that ongoing battle that he had with Cammy Devlin. Um, thought he could have been booked four or five times uh, yesterday. And the penalty miss is, is disappointing. But again, in typical Hattati fashion, it didn't really bother him. The mistakes that he made didn't bother him. He, for every mistake that he made, he then went and did something excellent uh, to, to offset it. So when he's in that sort of form, it's just fantastic to watch. Yeah, brilliant to see. OK, here's what's coming up on this week's show. First up, we'll go through some of the finer details from the win at Tynecastle as a few interesting subplots played out during Sunday's impressive result. We'll then look at whether or not Celtic can carry that form into Wednesday's big game against Atletico Madrid as the Spaniards come calling in what may well be a make-or-break tie for us. As part of that, we'll also discuss the ongoing issue that's broken out between the club and supporters on whether political protests should be allowed or not at Celtic Park. Then it's time for our, our regular 11th man feature, where I'll try once again to catch the lads out with a famous Celtic lineup. And finally, we discuss the future of one Celtic star who scored his very first goal for the club at the weekend. Okay, let's get started by looking at some of the interesting debates that have come out of the win against Hearts. First up, James, I'd like to look at the the squad in general, which seems to be settling down to an extent. And again, it's something Miff and I covered, but no place in the matchday squad on Sunday for Lager Bielka, Kobayashi, Burnaby, Thiago Holm, Quan, or Mikey Johnson. And it's only going to become busier when likes of Mike Navrocki, Tilio Welsh and Abada become available. So what's the thinking there? Is, is Brendan Rodgers now worked them out? Is there a future for these guys? I think if you look at how Brendan Rodgers manages his squad, he's got he's 11, 12, maybe 13 guys and everyone else has to work to get into that 11, 12, 13 places. He's very, very stable 
in his squads. You'll see that from his from his first time with us, um, and that's already starting to solidify at Celtic. You know, there's changes at centre back, but as soon as Carter Vickers is available, he's in because he's the best, and he's in the he's in the first eleven for that. The skill situation might change when Navrocki comes back, but he's got his, his jersey for now. So I think it's just a a manner of how Rogers manages his squad and. No, he's egalitarian and if you want to get into that then show me you deserve to be into it um, you deserve to be in it but I think there's also a bit of hangover from Angela in a big squad where January's going to be busy on the exit door um, you know there's, there's several players you mentioned there's some that, that won't be like Abielka I don't think um, I saw Bernard the Empire's Road about the back of 12 on Sunday morning what's going on there man you know not to even bet the ground so Turnbull's probably part of that there's probably several others um, but those also not in the match day squad have just got to show I mean Iwata we're going to come on to him later on but he's worked hard he's got his, his uh, way into the squad and he's getting his game and that might become more or less as to depend on how games go you know Maf, I think there's only two places up for grabs in this current Celtic team it's Carter Vickers plus Sunday and at the moment that scales but that might change and then up top it's Kyogo Maeda plus somebody else and that aside I think everywhere else yeah. picks itself I would agree uh, the the midfield has become very stable and I think the fluidity of the team has came from those three guys knowing they are the men and as a result of them playing more regularly together the way that Rogers wants them to play you're now seeing as was on display <coughs> at Tynecastle, the movement off the ball picking up pockets of space Helped massively by Hart's naivety, as, as James referenced there. Uh, you're starting to see that come at the fore now. So I, I would agree those are the two places currently up for grabs. But as we've seen, as happened at the start of the season, you can get a really bad run of injuries, suspensions, where you need to dip into the squad. Um, so the likes of Navroki, Lager Bielka, Bain, O, have all, have all played. Um, Abad is to come back. Hopefully we'll see a bit of Telio sooner rather than later. So even even it's great that competition even for places in the bench is, is, is sky high because that must be bringing levels up in training. It's just human nature, isn't it? We, you know, we see it time after time when somebody's got genuine pressure for their shirt, it brings out the best in you. That's where my concern kicks in again, James, though, the fact that Greg Taylor doesn't have anybody breathing down his neck. Greg Taylor could put in three, five out of ten performances in a row, he'll be playing in game four. Mm-hmm. And Kyogo's the same because O's shown that he's not capable to put him under pressure. So despite the fact that the squad is settling down and we're in a great place, there's still that lack of genuine competition in a couple of key areas. Goalie as well, actually. Yeah, well, you can add that in as well. How many times since the summer did we, did we you know, discuss that striker left back and goalie were the key priorities and we didn't have them? You know, so it's been good signings elsewhere. That's fine, but they were the three key priorities. I, I would say even as key priorities, it was left back and striker. Hart is obviously you know, doing a fairly decent job for this season anyway, um, and he's a a big favourite amongst the squad and amongst the fans. But left back weak, striker weak in terms of cover. So it's it's just something we've got to be addressed in January. Yeah. What I do think is it's to Taylor's credit that he's brought himself out of his early season slump if you want to call it that because I think he's played himself into a bit of form um, I, I think he's been very very good past few games Yeah, I think there's been a bit of an adjustment to allow him a bit of inversion as well because it, it plays to his strengths so while he's there and you know that might be for much longer than we anticipate then why not play that strength if you think about Celtic's fourth goal uh, Tomoki Awata's one 
it's Greg Taylor who finds himself around about the penalty spot yep. to yep. make the pass to O He's and smart. eventually yep. breaks. So it's quite clever. But yeah, you know, credit for Greg, Greg Taylor. There's a couple of guys I've mentioned the the six or so that weren't in the Max Day squad, Lager Bielka, Kobayashi, Bernabe, Thiago Home Quan, Mikey Johnson. There's a couple that surprised me more than others. Um, we heard Brendan Rodgers speak during the week about Kobayashi and he said he would have gone on loan had he not got injured. So you can kind of take him out your equation for the short term. Quan seems nowhere. Mikey Johnson's slowly getting back to, to what he can offer. But Thiago Home, I thought he's a guy that's shown in glimpses that he's got something to offer. Very surprised he wasn't around at all. And Lager Bielka, but I think, and I don't know for sure, Lager Bielka was caught up in an incident. If you're aware, when course, yeah. Belgium played against Sweden, there was a, a terrorist attack in Brussels and the game was called at half time. There was two Swedes lost their life, you know, supporters, I believe, before the game. That may well have affected him. You just don't know. And I wonder if Brendan Rodgers has just taken him out there. So we'll leave that one to the side for now. That could well explain things. But certainly Thiago Home, he's a guy that you thought would, would be around and feature and it's a surprise that he's not been around more. What we've seen of home we like but we also know that he's got a level of confidence that doesn't befit his experience and maybe that's coming off in the in the uh, training pitch that he's got that entitlement about his head that he says you know I, I deserve to be there so like, well show me everyone else has got you know the work to do and so have you this is pure supposition on my part but, but I like it <laughs> make stuff up and put it in a podcast um, but the talent he's got you know, I can't think of any other reason why you wouldn't be driving him into the squad because he's a talented boy. Just to back that up, I think both Burnaby and Home have had indiscretions of different natures. Home's been sent off at a really critical point in a European game. That's harsh. At, but still, I think Bernardo's come in, Turnbull's still there, Awata's there. You know, there's only so many places in the bench you can have for those central midfielders. So it, it may be that Home's just kind of learning the hard way around that, you know, have, having made that mistake in missing the games he's maybe paying the price for that because I think Tur Turnbull was the one in the stands against Kilmarnock am I right in saying that? Yeah, and Mikey Johnson home, Turnbull home was on the bench and got on mm -hmm. so I don't know it could just be down to training performance we're only surmising but you know Bernardo getting another you know 10-15 minutes and he looks like he wants to kind of do that job pulling wide and, and linking the play he looks a just looks like a proper footballer from from what you can see the way the way he addresses the ball. So it's great that there's competition for places in there, but I don't. I think I think that you could be having a debate about that every week. You know, I think I think that's just going to be really changeable. Mm. We'll do it again next week. Fantastic. Um, but we'll Thiago Home, James, he he's in an interesting position, which you've seen from a few Scandinavian players when they come to Celtic, even though they're young. And I think I Chris Iyer at this time. They've played quite a number of games. You know, they're not, they're not arriving as raw, untested, you know, handful of games under the belt. They come with 50, 60, 70 games. I think uh, Chris Iyer was captain of FK Start at yeah. 16 years of age and then came and obviously done what he done at Celtic, albeit via loan out to Kilmarnock. Um, and Thiago Home, I don't have the stats right in front of me, but I think he's played a number of games as well. I think he's just under 100. Proven himself yeah. here over a couple of seasons and he may be frustrated and maybe, I think we know now, if we didn't already, that Brendan Rodgers is very clever his man management, he'll drop guys in and out the squad. And I think he might just be playing that game with Thiago Home, Bernardo, and maybe a couple of others. Um, next debate, um, which came around after the game, is the penalty situation. So Rio Hattati missed a penalty, James, which was immaterial in terms of the results. Celtic were cruising regardless. Uh, <laughs> on you go. Didn't stop Neil Smith complaining about it. Uh, well, I okay. Do you think it was a penalty? It was technically a penalty. I thought Kyogo was very cute and he. he Goes to take the contact. 
And he gets the contact and it's a penalty. Yeah. At first I wasn't sure. And then I think I spoke to him after in the post-match and at that point I hadn't seen a certain replay. There's a replay that shows you it as a stonewaller. There's knee-to-knee contact yeah. and it's it's clear as day. I, I, listen, Naismith will need to find something else to complain about because if that's your complaint about a penalty that was subsequently missed, mm-hmm. <laughs> then you're clutching the straws. Was it a penalty for you, Miff, just quickly? I think it's soft, but I can see based on the second angle why it's been given, especially it's been given on the pitch then... I think reinforced. it's becoming a bit like uh, cricket and rugby that way that they're they're not trying to disprove it. They're just making it. You know, once you see the contact, pretty much that that's it because that's what the ref's seen. If there had been absolutely no contact, then it gets over. I, I think it's moving that way around mm. penalties. So um, it's it's for me. It's, it's still soft, um, but for because as you say, Kilo's pretty much played for it, and when a striker plays for it, it doesn't always necessarily get given. But the but defenders then got to pull out of that one. Well, I, I think he's just kind of steam trained through and he could have been a bit cute. That's exactly. Yeah. It. I don't think it's a debate at all, to be honest with you. We've just wasted 40 Would you ask seconds. Would you ask for? But <laughs> Jeez. I was to, hoping to back you, up as a hoping you'd have so just said yes, it's a penalty. Could I use that 40 seconds to make a graphic for the <laughs> But it's the boy Cochrane. That's naive in his part. You can't go steaming across the box and, and leaving the button. Anyway, yeah. it was a penalty, it was given. And as we know, Rail Hitati missed it. So the stats read that we've had four penalties in the league this season. We've now scored three of them. And Hattati's miss, obviously, has now been talked about in terms of whether we should be replacing the penalty kick taker. First of all, James, I mean, is that the way it goes? Is that the rule? You're on them till you miss them? You know that. That's the rules. As usually, should it be the rule, Miff? Or should Hattati just pick up the next one? No, no, because I don't think he's been convincing even in some of the ones he has scored. Um, you need to remember David Turnbull's successfully converted two, I believe, of those penalties. Strike a ball, yeah. Um, so it's just not on the pitch to do it. I know, unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be someone that's got to be on the pitch to take the penalty, so... Um, given his emergence in the team and now his apparent nailing down of a starting place it's Palma for me so uh, yeah just on that note so yep if not Hattati James who hits him so myself and Miff were having a bit of chat last night and since then there's been a, a poll that we've set up on Twitter it's currently got two hours and eight minutes left Miff suggested Louis Palma I suggested Matt O'Reilly Mick McNally friend of ours James he suggested Liam Skills just for the buzz I think um, and there's a few other names doing the round, but the stats are the the replies are as follows: Miff Louis Palmer forty three percent, but in the lead Matt O'Reilly with forty four percent. So would that be your take, James? Would you go with the the people and Matt O'Reilly, or who would you go with? I'm in that forty three percent for Louis Palmer. Are you? Yeah, yeah. So why Louis Palmer? I think he takes him for Honduras. Well, that's part of it, but he's 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 scoring goals. He's on fire. He's got the confidence, everything like that. And is from his position, you know, is he the kind of guy that wants to be? taking penalties and like I say he's an experienced penalty taker so all those things put together Yeah, and hindsight I should have put Hattati in there i.e. do people want to go with the status quo and, and nope, get him on no, them nobody was complaining were they he's hit, um, he's hit four in total my for Celtic and he's scored three of them yesterday's the first one he missed I know the one against Livy wasn't that convincing but as long as it hits the back of the net that's your job so 75% success rate and he's getting taken off them bit of harsh nah, nah. Yeah. see if, see if you, you're looking back at guys like Larson and stuff and you've scored 15 out of 17 then you stay on them see when you've scored 2 out of 3 3 out of 4 you're off maybe if he gets his next 14 he'll have that kind of Too late. number anyway we'll see the poll as I say my friends for a couple of hours and I'll put out the I told you so's at that time on Twitter and we'll see who was right and who was wrong um, the other big topic I want to cover beyond the, the various on-field issues um, positive on-field issues against Hearts is Brendan Rodgers off the park and obviously you know we speak about Hattati and O'Reilly and guys that are top of their game in terms of what they're doing on the park but Brendan Rodgers, much as it potentially pains you, 
I think we're seeing him at the top of his game at the moment. He's a very, very good coach. <laughs> but what about, he's an, an even better guy, is that what you're saying? Uh, <laughs> that's that's for others to, to judge. Uh, to be honest, you can you can see that his demeanour is slightly different this time round than it was last time round, or has been up to up to this point. Um, he seems, dare I say, happy to be here, which I think is key. I think that, that's critical. But the most important thing is the team's winning in the park. You know, everything else quietens down when the team's winning. That's that's all Celtic fans really actually care about is the team doing the business on the park. So. Um, I think as long as that's happening, then he will get serenaded. Um, but long may that continue, because as long as Celtic's winning, I'll be happy. Had you been one of the lucky 576 at Tynecastle <laughs> yesterday, and Brendan makes his way towards you in the Roseburn stand, I believe, and they're all singing, Here I am, Lord, with the Brendan Rogers lyrics inserted, would you have been chanting along? But listen, I, I love my hymns, but I'd have probably gave them a wave. A wee <laughs> Hi folks, Tino here. You've been listening to the latest episode of the Celtic Exchange Weekly. To listen to the rest of the episode in full, simply jump to theceltichexchange.com slash plus right now and in less than two minutes you could be back here enjoying the rest of the show. As a new subscriber, you'll also then have access to the countdown to kick-off ahead of every Celtic game as well as to the final whistle show after each match. As a bonus, you can also enjoy our full library of special episodes featuring Lubo Moravchik, Martin O'Neill and many more. It costs just over a pound a week to support what we do and to enjoy more podcasts, more reaction and more Celtic across the week right here at the Celtic Exchange. Head to theceltichexchange.com slash plus now to become a part of what we do and myself and the team will see you on the inside. Sports Social Podcast Network.